0: So mixologists, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what, I should make my own podcast, I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free, pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes, the possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, M as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, Okay. Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hey guys, welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I'm Mani, your host, and This is now the fourth time I have recorded this intro because I've been having some technical difficulty issues and so many things going on. I've moved, I've gotten diagnosis, I've gone to doctors, it's been a lot of things, but still wanted to get this out to y'all and really going to try to keep it as on a diet as possible and I'm... Excited about everything that's happening today. I have Megan O'Donnell coming on from Bravo Happy Hour. So we will see if I can keep it, the episode itself, on a diet. But I want to give you guys everything that I possibly can because this was a great weekend, Bravo. But I'm thinking hopefully it will maybe not be as long. (laughs) And I was actually saying in the original intro, hopefully this episode is not as thick um i'm hoping it's on a diet and that it's doing well on its diet that its new year's resolution resolutions have not expired and that it is getting as thin as possible and we get through all of it relatively quickly because i'm not trying to put out those really thick and juicy episodes like i have the other couple times but i still want to give everybody really good content which is what i'm going to attempt to do um, I think I've done pretty well so far. We've had exponential growth in numbers and I'm very pleased about it. Not so much on Instagram because that shadow ban is literally still giving me problems. But I'm excited to talk to you all. I'm excited for this episode. I think we have a lot of cool things planned. I am going to be doing Hot Topics and Vanderpump Rules conversation with Megan O'Donnell from the rival Happy Hour. She is epic. She talks with pretty much anyone in podcasting who has made it who is great she gave me a chance so we love Megan she even gets to talk to um people from like that official Bravo happy uh, Bravo happy hour the official Bravo podcast the Daily Dish and I just think that's that big, and I can't wait to talk to her about that and her job she's a really cool job she's like really living that New York dream thing what everyone you know thinks New York people are like and just chasing careers and working in cool stuff and all that um so i'm really happy to talk to her about that i'll be covering atlanta and new jersey on my own and i i, I that, that's it we're pretty low on shows right now i might get back in and talking about below deck or i might be doing some side or bonus episodes with that and i'm thinking about releasing all these little bonus episodes so it's just not too much content i am I I don't want to be this person, but I might do a Patreon. And if I do, it'll be extranimally. It's not a word. I just made one. Extranimally low. Like the lowest it can be. Five dollars, a dollar, whatever it is. And I'll make it extremely low just for the people who want me to talk about things other than Bravo, but don't want three or four hour episodes, but maybe just let it keep going. Or I can talk about more Bravo shows because I don't know how I'm going to do... Shaw's coming back, Project Runway I want to talk about more like there's a lot to talk about so I'll be reviewing those shows and other ones out if I do a Patreon and we'll go from there but for now here we are oh I didn't explain my song choice I chose Club the Song Club by Kelsey Bellarini who many has told me is not a real country well listen it's real for me okay as a girl who likes to dabble in all the things and mix it up i like it and it works for me i like her vibe i think she's like a little quirky pretty and i like her i saw her perform the song at the new year's eve celebration for the west coast with sierra hosting for dick clark show and i was very pleased and impressed so i chose that song because i don't want to go to the club i don't want to watch people around me try to hook up and say stuff they don't mean, and get drunk and get cheap now that one resonated Because I just sometimes think what I would do if I saw the thing go down on Housewives in real life. Like, if I saw the Atlanta fight with titties popping out and, like, jumping over things and security chasing them or whatever and hair pulling, like, in Danielle and Margaret's situation, what would I do? I I truly don't know and I'm baffled by the thought of anyone having to actually experience that but it makes free TV and we're gonna talk about that I'm also gonna talk about ratings more on my podcast instead of on my Instagram stories because I think it matters in context what we see what we like what we don't like and how it's reflecting you guys as watching and boy is it reflecting we'll talk about that in a second though anyways I am very excited for today this is a much shorter intro than the original one that I had so that's cool and I'll get into some FOMO, some shows that I'm on that I think everyone should be on, and why. And I'm hoping that this episode reflects one of the characters of one of the shows that I'm watching, Cheer. Whoa, um, oh, that was just letting me know that my mic is very, very loud. So that's cool. But one of them is Cheer. And this boy, Jerry, he is the cheerleader for the cheerleaders and he does this amazing thing where he cheers from the sidelines and it's called mat talk like they talk from the side of the mat and for the flyers when encouraging them to fly up in the air for everybody to hold them and like catch them and all that stuff he yells the words out 98 pounds hoping that you know if they think thin they are thin and they'll catch them because they're thin and I just I love it so very much so very deeply so I love that show. I'll get in more in-depth into why and some other shows that I'm watching. Once um, I get to the FOMO section, we'll do some questions that need answers. And that is it for today, everyone. Um, So, again, the rundown, so you can decide whenever you want to listen, where you want to pause. I'll be back doing Hot Topics and Vanderpump Rules with Megan O'Donnell from Bravo Happy Hour. And then Real Houses of Atlanta recap and New Jersey recap by myself. Because I'm also awesome so thank you guys so much also for the love and support on instagram um with my recent diagnosis of graves disease it is a very interesting thing having to adjust your entire life to one new thing i know plenty of people do it every day so i'm not complaining don't need pity i'm just oh my god if housewives were half as adjustable as we have to be to everything else in real life well they wouldn't have a job so (laughs) with that being said quick break Hear the thing, and we are on our way. Recording you. All right, and I will count us down in three, two, one. All right, guys, as promised, I have... The fabulous Megan O'Donnell with me from the also fabulous Bravo Happy Hour podcast. Megan, how are you? Hey, well, I'm very good. We just off mic'd about
1: some interesting things in my life, but besides that yes. you know, kind of interesting situation,
0: <laughs> I'm pretty great. Yes. <laughs> that is so great. I'm so happy to have you on. I figured I haven't talked about hot topics at Bravo in a while. And since that's literally what you do on a regular basis, who better to call than an expert, but also to recap some shows, which is something that you don't get to do as often. And um, I was listening to your podcast recently. I connected with someone in the airport who was like, oh my god, I listened to that show. I'm like, really? I know her. And they were like, you do? And I was like, I do.
1: <laughs> that really made my life. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes like I mean, you probably feel this way where you, like, create this content and you see the numbers and you're like, those are just bots in Russia. Like, those aren't real That's what I
0: think. I'm always, (laughs) there's no way this many hundreds of people are listening to me talk. I'm not saying anything. (laughs)
1: Well, that's, like, how I sometimes feel. Like, I don't know. Like, if the show has, like, no real hot topics. Like, the show I put out on Thursday was amazing. And Kara was my guest. And she's just one of, like, my close friends at this point. And so I even told her, I was like, girl, we are like." with news <laughs> but like we'll yeah. keep it fun and we can keep it easy but th- those are the shows where i look back and i'm like who the fuck would click on this like to hear about joe judicia's instagram caption and then i'm like yeah oh, but wait, they will me they, people, people <laughs> miss
0: stuff i mean they yeah. miss stuff our lives instagram has not figured out its algorithm yet and it's still not giving us our stuff in chronological order so you don't ever get quote-unquote caught up so like people miss everything i miss everything people send me things and they'll be like i know you already saw this i'm like i didn't see it at all what is this where did this come from like <laughs> i think sometimes like it's sensory overload a little bit
1: and like on my personal instagram i don't follow a single bravo person yeah other than andy cohen because like give me pictures of ben until i think the I, day I yeah I, die. I
0: think i follow bravo tv itself and like yes. on, on, but that's it <laughs> like just let me know what shows are coming on tonight and then i'm fine i don't need anything else in my personal
1: Yeah, because then I'm like, it's too much. Like, I'm constantly thinking about Bravo. And because now it's, like, become, like, a part of my personality that, like, unfortunately I have to, like, carry around all the time. Like, I'll talk to anybody and they would be like, I know one Bravo thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, unless you can, like, go deep about, like, Alex McCord like I don't even want to talk about Bravo with you like I can't talk about I can't talk like I need to talk like day one like 15 years of Bravo viewing yeah exactly this conversation
0: (laughs) and I was listening to the episode that you had of Meg Segura on who is also um, for people who do not know her by name which you should because I do Um, (laughs) she is one of the co-hosts of Bravo's Daily Dish which is a Bravo official podcast which is how she says it And I listen every Thursday, like clockwork, did it today um, on the day I'm recording this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, granted, you're guys in the same city. You probably, like, know each other. And it's like, that's the cool thing about New York. But for everyone else, it's like, oh, my God, Megan. (laughs) You have another Megan on there. (laughs) And you have this, like, so what is it like? And, you know, to record with someone who literally gets to go to the reunions, who's at Bravo, headquarters and stuff every day that when we on the internet say things like we will pull up to bravo we're talking about pulling up to her job like what is that like what was it like to record with her do y'all get to talk about things off mic that like she knows (laughs) yeah it was really great she was super responsive
1: and i had like been dealing with her and her assistant probably like about a month before and we even like recorded on a sunday so even that i was like oh my god she's coming into the studio like i'm physically going to be there with her and you know, she's doing this on her weekend, like she's going above and beyond for me. And I just always, I was like super, super like gracious and just like so excited that she was even willing to do this because not only like do I podcast for a living about Bravo, I mean for a living, I I don't make any money, but but, like hopefully one day, but she's also a producer on whatever franchise is pretty much in production. So that's like one of my dreams too. Like I'm a producer by day. And so it was really nice to be able to talk to her off mic after and kind of like pick her brain about some things and how I've you know applied for 7,000 jobs at Bravo and never received a single email back so it was like kind of fun to be able to talk about stuff like that and kind of pick her brain a little bit as like I, I say like mentor mentee like very loosely she is like she's like bitch I, I'm not your mentor <laughs> like but it was amazing and she was so sweet and so fun and I get a little bit nervous just a little bit like there's only moment the few moments that I've actually been nervous on the show hers wasn't one of them because she is like was so nice came in so cash she's like I'm hungover it was my birthday yesterday I'm like I'm hungover it wasn't my birthday yesterday like I, <laughs> I don't know why but we just had a great conversation and she spilled some tea afterwards about one new york housewife who she said was definitely not her fave I can't spill it cuz I don't want to break the seal of trust but she I said
0: uh, it was a, a new
1: uh, one new york housewife in particular is the worst
0: and and it's Can watched- you answer three non specific <laughs> questions about it? Of course. Okay. Um, are they currently on? Yes. Is it Ramona? I plead I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I the Okay. Is it a blonde? There is a lot of blondes on that show. So that's yes, not specific. She's a blonde. She's also ageless. Mm. Okay, if y'all are not picking that up, you need to go right on over to Hulu and like binge New York, which is probably the best thing you can do with your day on this year-long MLK weekend. You can like, you know, think about racial equality. You can reflect on the greatness of this country and how far we've come since MLK wanted us to do so much better than we were before. You can think about how far we need to go and you can watch Housewives of New York. It all makes sense to me. I mean, you could do it all. You can have it all. You can have it all. And (laughs) we're about to mention it all by getting into (laughs) some hot topics. So I definitely wanted to do something with you that you're already really good at, which is hot topics and talking about that. And then we're going to get into some Vanderpump Rules action. Hit me. All right. So this is kind of like just in. So I'm going to ask, have you had a chance to see online my instagram anybody else's instagram that stassi's alleged new house oh no
1: this is hot off the, <coughs> yes, hot off so the press yes off the
0: let me see this i was about to say go if you want to go to my stories and i oh wait i kind of lost you thing in my oh, eyes um, put it on my oh eye. no
1: oh wait okay now i can hear you okay great um, okay, I yeah, tell everybody,
0: you know, I I, never, I always say, you know, go. I'll put it in my stories, and I never do, but I or my highlights, and I never do, but this time I will put it in my stories. If you go to my stories right now, you can see um, Stassi Schroeder's new house with Bo. I did not say Stassi and Bo's r- house together on purpose <laughs> because being <really> shady. <laughs> um, I've only ever seen Stassi signing anything, so not to say Bo isn't. I'm just saying. We all know who's affording a 1.75 million dollar home, and it is it. I don't believe it to be Bo. I believe it to yeah, be Saucy and her basic I would, personality.
1: I mean, hey, if being basic could buy me a 1.7 million dollar house, then buy me a frappuccino and get me some Uggs, and I'll fucking do it. I'll do exactly. it exactly. So wait, okay, is- let me. Okay, I'm. I'm like, get me some
0: photos. It is, and I found the Zillow, and that's, that's creepy. I know that. Can you post it in the Google Doc that we're looking at? That we're
1: both looking at. (laughs) So I can have it. I'm like, now, like,
0: seething. (laughs) I will put the address in the Google Doc if you would like to go look at it. Maybe in the description of the podcast. No, I won't. Um, But (laughs) I am very impressed. I will say it is going to be something that is not as big of a deal for you and I, Megan, because you live in New York. I'm from D.C. We live in places where real estate is already of obscene nature and price. So a $1.75 million home that's only three bedrooms, two baths. Well, it's two full baths, two half baths. So technically four and only 2,900 square feet. I mean, everyone in New York right now is probably like, okay, so <laughs> basically at least you got some land. Like you're <laughs> you're welcome. And everyone in D.C. is like, okay, so great. You live in D.C. and you have a home. Co- congrats. Like it's maybe standalone. But everyone else in the rest of the country is like, I'm sorry, how much for three bedrooms? Say it again.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is an insane amount of money. And I'm not sure what they're really looking for. I know that the Los Angeles public school system is really bad. So that could be one thing that I'm thinking, like, because I know they want to have kids quickly. Maybe they're thinking like, oh, you know, we'll move to a good area where there's a good school. We'll put money towards the house and the property taxes rather than paying $60,000 a year to send our kid to private school. So that's like one thing I'm thinking of. But $1.7 million is a lot of money. And it's a starter home. I think these people forget that. And they want to like get these big, beautiful homes to have them on television to basically look like sets like Jackson, Britney's home looks like a like a TV set, which granted it literally is, but you know, it's your starter home. Like it's not supposed to be the big house you end up in. And also I guess people in Hollywood are different. Like I grew up and I only lived in one house my entire life. And I was I guess, fortunate for that, but like to be moving around all the time and to constantly be trying to like one up, one up, one up. Like I wish someone would tell them like when you have money and you're in this like peak time of your life where you're making money and it's constant, this is when you should be saving and spending less than you have rather than overextending yourself, probably paying $10,000 a month in a mortgage. It just seems like it's a it's a, a very, very big step for people who like might not have this insane career trajectory. They're not lawyers. They're not doctors. They're not like, you know, right in positions where like, there's consistent money forever. Like Bo, is he really a casting agent anymore? Like I kind of doubt that.
0: And if he is, and if he is getting anything to be on the show to appear, if is, I often wonder about these people and influencers everywhere. Like, is this sustainable? Like this is still such a untested field of, you know, social media influencing and stars and making money and stuff on Instagram. Like, just as soon as we got Instagram before something, after something else, is just as soon as we will lose it after something else comes along. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, what will this really mean? Will we all really be spending $50 on Fun boxes for the rest of our lives? I don't think we will. So, like, I'm not going to do a subscription service for every single item of clothing on my body forever i'm not doing it for adore me or did t-shirt company third love and you know shoe dazzle fab fun just fab all of those are lovely i literally subscribe to all of them now but one day i'm going to want a family and i'm going to look at my subscription services and it's going to be like three or four hundred dollars a month just to barely clothe myself i'm going to be very upset about this and then what happens when all those people decide to pull out from those things, they get something better. Something else comes along and it gets oversaturated like everything does. And then these people lose their reach. Like these young kids are already moving on to VSCO. Like they're, that's their thing. TikTok and VSCO is like the new thing for the kids that Instagram was for like when I was in um, high school and college. So like what happens next? How are we affording $2 million homes after this? Like your mortgage is long term. Do people do that? Does (laughs) Jax know that? Did he read it? It's at least over 15 years. I don't believe his credit to be good enough to get the 15 year mortgage. So I'm pretty sure he's stuck in that thing for a minute. And
1: the style is so not classic Los Angeles. Like I enjoy that about Kristen's house where it's like from the 30s or something. And And you got a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, as much as Kristen hasn't always made the most sound decisions <laughs> this in her life, one she's ever made. this is the really good one that she made. And I, I like that. Um, but Jax has been openly talking on Twitter about how he has money and how he's invested in the cannabis industry and how he okay, like, rents out sound equipment. California. to California. <laughs>
0: That's like me in D.C. saying, okay, I'm getting into politics. Like, girl, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, joining the extremely long line, ask um, Tamra, how her cannabis company is doing, or Gretchen about how her cannabis, uh, what is it, MLM is doing? She has like a whole oh, yeah. Uh, can- yeah cannabis like pyramid thing. Like, girl, if 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 they can't get it up, I don't think Jax is the one who's gonna break the mold on the cannabis industry. He's like,
1: I know, I know cannabis so well. Like, oh, I, I forgot. know I it inside and out. out. They're gonna be oh, so upset. Right. Yes. I mean, honestly, like. I hate on beer cheese because I am a contrarian by nature. However,
0: I mean, I want it to work. Eat for me them, but on I'm some just beer like, cheese. I'm just like, are you Rotel? Like, how do you like market cheese as well, not I'm... Tostitos? Like, <laughs> I just am so confused. Like, are you Velveeta? Like, what are you going to, where are you putting this? Because Tostitos is on like three different aisles. Like, their cheese, their queso, their salsa are sold with their chips. Like, they establish themselves as a brand. You can't just come in and say, I have cheese for you. Like, I don't care about... Also, is beer cheese a thing everywhere? Because it's not a thing where I am. I
1: remember I had beer cheese once at, like, a weird restaurant near an airport with, like, another family friend of mine when I was, like, 10 years old. And I always remember being like, oh, my God, I love cheese. And I am too young to drink beer. But, like, I guess I'm drunk. Like, so I thought that was cool. But... No, I mean, beer cheese is not a fucking thing. And I guess mammal It's not Kentucky.
0: like queso. Queso. No. I mean, it's like, and I just love when Britney, I mean, Britney, the way they sell beer cheese and the way I, how I, they solidified the future and the fate of this cheese when Britney was set to us to describe her love of cheese and all the different kinds that she loves. And they were all oh. the same kind. So... <laughs> She's like I love, I love cheese. I love cheddar cheese. I love sharp. I love mild cheese. Like, Shredded Sweeties. cheese, sweaty <laughs> Don't mind, sweetie. Those are all cheddar. Those, those are one kind. Those are one kinds of cheese. Like walking into the cherry Store, and she's like, there. He gave them so many options that she was like overwhelmed. And like, what are some of these? Is that Brie like, do you guys egg? have pepper? Do you guys have pepper jack? Just wondering. At like pepper jack, actual like charcuterie style cheese <sighs> arsenal thing like where you get your best goat cheeses your best breeze and your your absolute best ones and she's like you got pepper jack and i'm like girl (laughs) i do not trust you to make any cheese product i just don't i'm sorry
1: (laughs) do you have those cute little round red things with the wax i'm just wondering
0: (laughs) i'm just wondering that's that's the most perfect thing but
1: I'm wondering where
0: is Just Add X Jax's drink mix? Like right, that... it's been forever. Maybe Lance Bass got distracted, you know, with you know, being their spokesperson when he was um, officiating their wedding that I'm not excited to not look at. I, I love how the editing of,
1: of this season hasn't really been about that in the way that I kind of expected. I knew they weren't going to be making it, all about the wedding because we got
0: that with Sheena, we got that with Katie, and it just became well, actually, I nauseating. Think I think it's a well, yeah, nauseating is an understatement. If with Jack, <laughs> I would be full on on the toilet. But I'm saying, <laughs> I think it's because he said on Bravo Daily Dish months ago that he wouldn't want to put it on air. And I've heard that it won't be covered like the actual ceremony, just everything leading up to and after. I mean, maybe some shots of like in the little, you know, black and white backdrops and stuff. But mm-hmm. he said he didn't want it on air, and people were rumoring and speculating, you know, because this is all a legend, that that's well, actually, he said it, so I can't, (laughs) it was his words, but Mm -hmm. um, he was saying that that's the reason why he had so many sponsors, because you know, Bravo's not covering it, so there's not a whole lot that they can kind of, I guess, get from it, or get paid for, or whatever the case, because obviously they're bigger now than they were when Katie got married, and definitely when Sheena got married, but, you know, he had sponsors galore and that makes sense but also they can't they won't let him dominate the topic of you know wedding for every conversation because if he's not covering it it's of no use to us like I don't care not that i was gonna watch it anyway I just definitely don't care if you're not gonna if we're not gonna see it then I can't judge it so I don't care what you have to say about it I mean if we're not seeing the wedding uh, then
1: yeah this is all just wasted air and I feel like Brittany would be like, why am I getting married to you if our wedding's not on TV? Like, I th- I'm that so was confused. I thought of that was I the got point. Out of this. Yeah. yeah, I thought that's why I'm with you. I thought that's why she was with them, too.
0: But uh, maybe that's just us. I don't know. So, Moving on to other VPR news. Kristen was on Watch What Happens Live the other day. And she said that she has hooked up. Andy asked her if she hooked up with anybody from Southern Charm. And she said maybe. And then he asked Shep. And she said no. And he goes, Craig, and she goes, maybe, maybe there, maybe not. He goes, that means yes, because I said maybe. And then he goes, so Austin? And she was like, no. And I'm like, girl, the cast was so big. If he says T-Rab and you say maybe again, I'm going to literally vomit. So it's Craig, which obviously sent all the girls into an uproar because the girls love Craig. Um, What do we think of a Kristen and Craig mashup? I just hope he was protected. I hope so too. (laughs) Although nothing about Sheena gives me, I mean, about Kristen gives me that vibe the way Lala does. Um, I just think that it was so unfair to make Danny feel any kind of way about possibly having a a treatable STD or STI when I'm pretty sure Lala has like not been opposed to doing whatever she has to do to get the job done. I don't know what the job is. (laughs) I'm not speculating, I'm not calling her a gold digger. I'm just saying that whatever she wants done, Lala knows how to get it done. She told us, she says she's running a household and giving killer BJs. That is how she's being, you know, she's sustaining her relationship and getting everything that she needs.
1: I just don't understand. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I have uh, (laughs) nothing else going on in my life. But she must really be somewhat insecure because there are so many actually successful producers who are handsome and have great lives and there are men who are in their mid-thirties who are handsome, rich through Hollywood or rich just in general through their careers, who don't have kids, who don't have all this baggage, who isn't like completely repulsive to look at.
0: Yeah, and she's she doing a microwave to...
1: health. I mean my microwave yeah. wealth. And she's doing it with him, and she's putting all her eggs in this basket with him, and it doesn't make sense. And then I think, like, she's now a stepmom. He took her right. Gucci slides. Like, he like treats the man you like a little... like you. He doesn't like you. Like, he treats you like another one of his kids. And Lala clearly had her dad pass away last year, and that's traumatic. And she could probably be putting some of her, you know, daddy issues onto him, and. You know, when she's being bad, she gets punished. Like, that's not how relationships work. That's not how adult relationships work. You don't like take away your thing and say you're grounded, it, you know? And
0: right. like, let Which, us not if forget. We all like, remember, he took her range, the range over that he gave to her when, he, when she first let him smash at the very beginning of their relationship. After the first night they went on the date and then she had sex with him, he gave her a range over by taking it from the girl he was already talking to.
1: He well, took it from like, her and gave Schiller it to is not dead. Lala.
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, um, if he'll do it to that girl. He'll do it to you. And I think what surprised me the most is that Amber, his ex-wife, is basically Lala. Cute. There's nothing different about them other than maybe fillers. But, like, that's not shade. I'm just saying they're the same in age, kind of in looks, like, in type. So he didn't even like up or down grade. he just went unilateral, which means you're even more replaceable. It's like that person that has the same pair of tennis shoes, like has just the endless wall of Jordans and they're all like in the same aesthetic because he wants the one color or like that nerd in that movie who only wears this, or any cartoon on Disney where they wear the same outfit every day, that is Lala (laughs) and Amber. Like he's just gonna replace Lala with another cute 30 something who is reasonably age appropriate, but like you know, it's very freaky. But maybe has a heart of gold from the Midwest or something like that. Even though you're in the freaky. West Coast, I don't. I don't think she's freaky. You think she's just telling us that?
1: Yeah, I mean, she's like, oh, oh, you lick your fat boyfriend's asshole. Like, why are you bragging about that? You sick fuck. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, this is so sad. Like, he, it took him so long to find someone as dumb as you to think that, like. This is what a real relationship is. And, you know, Kristen, warts and all. Ariana, same. Like, these women actually give us any sort of, like, realness on screen about their relationships and about what's actually going on. Where Lala, she's like, I'm going through the program. It's like, okay, great. But, like, what about your home life? What about Fafdi Gate? Like, are we going to get anything real from you, Lala? Like, we know you love to suck dick for planes. But you know what? your hotness is going to, like, to expire at a certain point. Like, l- like beauty fades. Hello, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Like, what you could do with your mouth isn't always as appealing as you get older and, you know, you, like, just, you know, move out of being just, like, a sex object to men. You know, and it just, it kills me because she thinks it's empowering and in the beginning. Like, that's how she was, like, positioning herself. And then as it kind of kept growing and growing and growing and people are like, Lala's a feminist icon. I'm like, for who?
0: I, on, hold up now. I'm just, like, <laughs> no. There's a difference between being like sex positive and body positive, and then being whatever Lala is.
1: Exactly, and I think there's like a line between the two, and you know, and I guess I it's, definitely it's...
0: don't shame any woman for sleeping with whomever they want, whenever they want. It's just that the way Lala portrays it is if she should get some kind of feminist medal because she is using her sex and good looks to get a man to take care of her. And that, I don't know if that is the goal of the feminists. I don't no. know. I haven't had a conference where I got to ask <laughs> the feminists, but I don't know if the dependency on a man by using sex was the goal. No, I mean, it might have been Gloria like a whole. Steinem right. I think her. it was more along the lines of like some equal pay so we can make, maybe manifest our own destiny and take care of ourselves kind of thing. Well,
1: like the like, She's a star of the, the biggest show on Bravo. She has this, and you know, is still
0: reducing herself to being taken care of yes. by this man in his
1: jet. Exactly. When it's like you have done things, you have gotten yourself to a place that a lot of people could never get to because of who you are. And so she's let us top not stars. forget that. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, lover or hater, Lala has maybe shimmied her way up into the ranks she's as someone who Globes. did not start at the. She didn't start at the top at the beginning. She's not an OG, but no. she's she's herself on up to the top of the of the pyramid. And I'm just really shocked at her, you know, for not negotiating this in a different way and, you know, giving us some Melissa Gorga vibes of like, yeah, you may have started taking care of me, but now I'm taking care of myself, motherfucker. <laughs> she better go call Melissa and get that envy going, you know?
1: I mean, it's a matter of time before
0: she starts her own, you know, line, oh, clothing of course. line. I mean, we already she have loved- the Lala Beauty, where she's now giving us Lala that we didn't ask for. And it was Lola. <laughs> Give lip glosses and now a podcast featuring Randall, which I will not be listening to because I'll be busy that day. But every day it comes out, I won't be listening. I'll be busy. So <laughs> moving on into some Housewives news. So we have a couple things happening on the West Coast with the OC ladies. Uh, basically, today was the day that's supposed to be finding out about contracts. It's a Friday today. T- this Friday, the third Friday in January was when they were supposed to find out about, or fourth Friday, uh, second Friday in January. We're supposed to find out about contracts. Um, if they've already been filming a little, um, some sources that are extremely reliable tell me <laughs> that Bronwyn and Kelly have already started filming together. Mm. Bronwyn moved to around the same neighborhood as Shannon, so it's safe to say she probably has already filmed as well. Um, but that their contracts and stuff are going to be decided on Friday um, towards the end of January and then probably go out. Uh, maybe towards the last week or two of January. So I've heard about a lot of shakeups. I've heard three new housewives, which is a large number to me. That's I have fair. heard Gina is allegedly gone. Tamara and Vicky are allegedly gone. Although I think they did, they might offer Vicky a friend of role. And then I've heard that it's full time Emily, Kelly, and Bronwyn, which is shocking to me. because I actually think they could carry it.
1: Oh, I absolutely think they could carry it. I mean, Kelly
0: can be crazy with anybody. I mean...
1: The entire show could just be Kelly's life with her family. Like, oh, for sure. The thought of her maybe pushing her mother down the stairs, like, not funny. Like, the concept of her pushing but her mother down the stairs. But the girl will give steps. you whatever
0: she, you need her to. But, like,
1: her brother made up that rumor. Like, I'm like, let's focus in a little bit more... On Kelly's family, like her daughter has her in the phone as Mommy Dearest. like her what?
0: friends, her ex-husband. I have questions for Michael still. she oh, yeah. was left without a you know, without a lot of warning. I have uh, a lot of things to say. So, <laughs> this new relationship.
1: I, yeah. like let's just make it the real housewives of Kelly Dog. like but, please. but I mean, I have so many people disagree with me. like I'll have people write in emails to me being like, oh, I don't understand how you can contone her bullshit.
0: And I'm like, it's like I don't but know. it's how like, like, what do you is? think we're watching yeah, no, like, like, these are the same people that say up every day up and down that beverly hills is so boring which is what i'm about to get into but like that's because no one is doing what kelly Dodd is doing and that's not because i condone the behavior i am a teacher of small children i would never want them to act like that and nor would they actually act like that but the point is If I'm watching television, you have to know what lane you're in. And that's what lane I'm in. As long as no one's going to the hospital and teeth are getting knocked out a la Nini in Atlanta, like, we could go up to that line. I feel like that's fine. Because what else do I get to watch? What else is up there? Do I get to watch everyone go to Paris again? Go to, what is it, (laughs) province? And just, like, be drunk and say how much they want to eat but can't eat because they don't eat? I don't want (laughs) to do that for the rest of my life. That is not how Bravo will survive and sustain. How we were survive and sustain is Bronwyn's threesomes and Kelly's shenanigans. That is how we were survive <laughs> and sustain. And Shane disrespecting his wife on camera. This is what we need, people. So, like, this <laughs> is the reason why, moving on to Beverly Hills, we don't have anything. And now what we could have had is gone already because Denise allegedly quit. And all we have is, well, this also makes zero sense to me. And tell me if it makes sense to you. They booked two actresses on this show. But these two actresses are rarely ever filming because they're actresses, not like <laughs> Heather DeBro, I'm an actress, like real actresses. Denise was in at least three Christmas movies on Lifetime this past winter, for one. And Garcelle is in a Netflix show, another movie, another show my mom was watching. Oh, tell me a story on CBS All Access. And she was the reason why she was not in New York for Erica Jane's premiere of Chicago, where I still don't think she'd be a good Roxy Hart. But y'all can try to change my mind. Chicago's too important to me for me to be able to ever change that. But the reason Garcia was not there was because she was at a movie premiere with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence for their movie Bad Boys. Are you kidding me? If she has yeah. to leverage Erica Jane and Will Smith, I think she's gonna go the Will and Martin route yeah maybe, just maybe. I think they
1: always put out actresses on this show because they're trying to trigger Kyle's biggest insecurity, which is being a failed actress. Like I kind of <laughs> always think, and because Kyle like run, quote unquote runs the show, yep. like they always just kind of wait for Kyle to blow and I don't know that's so fucked up for me to say, but it is true. I mean, Brandy always said it on the show. but and I, I don't regret really coming back
0: and sending Denise basically packing. Because she revealed, well, it's all alleged. We will never really know what Brandy says until she says it. And I hate speculating what Brandy's going to say because Brandy doesn't need help. And what I think went wrong last year was the overhyping and over-reporting of what was going on on Beverly Hills. And it basically did not deliver. I think that if we had zero hype around that season and didn't see any of it coming, we probably would have been okay with it. Just the simple LVP exiting, the, the silliness of the dog, the whole comeuppance of it all, like the, the scheming of it all. We would have been fine if we didn't know what it was. But now knowing what it was, we were extremely bored. And I don't like this overhype of Beverly Hills and Lisa Rinna going on Denise's Instagram. Denise, are you okay? Where are you? Like, you have her number, girl. You could have texted her. You're just trying to get us to watch. And the people who are going to watch are going to watch. People who are not going to watch are in my DMs and my mentions every day, telling me they gave up and they do not care. They are not coming back and they do not want. They don't want anything to do with it. So, like, who are you, who are you trying to convince? You're not giving getting rid of your Beverly Hills Mean Girl persona by doing this so publicly. We're just gonna watch it later. Well, even like these shows, like some people
1: watch every week just out of you know, just like routine because they're like, oh yeah, you know, of course I'm gonna watch. But then I think at a certain point. Especially with Beverly Hills, you keep watching to hope something's going to happen. And their numbers were consistently high throughout the entire last season, higher it than other shows on the network. was the wildest
0: thing I've ever seen. <sighs> and For I think people people, they were higher than New Jersey. They are higher than Vanderpump Rules is right now, which I'll get into the reigns of Vanderpump Rules once we talk about them in a second. And everybody else, I mean, the only ones that they compared to was Atlanta. That's it. Yeah. And like
1: that's insane to have to compare the two. gives yeah. like, <laughs> like so much
0: in so like fifteen much. minutes. Like yeah, they, I mean start you get more finish, fifteen minutes. I just I can't. And there, I mean Atlanta is the only one. I mean Beverly Hills gives us nothing. Atlanta gives us something consistently, but Tomac does. And I'll say even upon Rules, which I guess is a good segue, gives us so much without doing anything. Like they've had no major real fights yet, but. I'm captivated when I'm watching. I don't know why. I get such a high while watching.
1: Well, I think it's because a lot of times when you put new people on the cast, you kind of start, especially young people, like that is definitely like a pressure cooker of crazy. Like you oh, start, yeah. you know, having like this new idea of yourself. You think you're hot shit because you're on television. And so like watching Max and Brett and Dana and all of these people Coming into like a very, very successful show.
0: Eight and no one's ever
1: made it. Exactly. Over a lot of other people who work at Sir and Tom Tom and Pump and all of these places. Like, yeah, she made the whole uh,
0: staff for years.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are tons and tons of other people who work there who never made the cut, who they never saw that maybe star quality in. And so now they kind of get on this show and you see. People kind of doing their like little sound bites or you think, oh, Dana definitely planned doing that or, you know, Max is doing this or saying this about Sheena to get a certain rise and to keep him relevant. And it's just, it's just way more organic. And I think that's why we always loved the Vanderpump Rules in the beginning because the storylines were real and it's real people. And love is also on the line. Sheena is being like, jerked around by all these guys and is being boy crazy and so that stirs up people's own feelings about love and their situation or their friend's situation oh I've seen a girl like that oh I remember a guy like that Mm -hmm. or I dated a girl like him so it keeps it more fun and it keeps it more interesting and that's also why the Real Housewives of New York is fun because there's dating there's fighting over the red scarf guy there's fighting over Tom and there's nothing like The jealousy that comes between two women fighting over a man like that's why I consistently say
0: Sheena is a legend and we deserve we don't deserve what she and Kristen put in. They're consistently degrading themselves on TV for our entertainment and enjoyment. How dare anyone (laughs) say that they do not like them. They are giving us everything. You think we want to see these people win? Are you kidding me? For every Jackson, Britney buys a house, which I do not want to think about Jackson being more successful in life than I am, even though I know better. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about him pretending to be more successful than I am on paper, at least. Kristen is still working at Sir because she gets that fame. Like, people get to come in and say hi to her, and she needs it. She lives alone. Kristen cannot get rid of her house, I mean, her boyfriend, because she needs him. She doesn't want to be alone. I need these women, these people, to really sell themselves very short and give it to me. <laughs> I need them to sell themselves short. I do. Accurate I them though. To though. They Accurate cannot though. make it and just give me what they got. Like, know all their flaws <laughs> and come in with it and then hide it with their beautiful narcissism. I don't want, what I don't like is that on Vanderpump Rules, they'll play narcissists. They'll be narcissists. Like, they are full on all narcissistic, but they will give us. This fake rapport of, like, they're so much better now and that they're so great. But also, if you have to say you're so great, you're not great. Like, my mom always says that. If have to tell everyone in the room, you're the boss, you're not the boss. Mm. Like, these people want us to think that they are so above, that they're above Kristen and her shenanigans. When Stassi full on left for a boyfriend that did not like her. And yeah. then parading him around like it was some kind of pride. But you're mad at Kristen for taking around a boyfriend who at least takes her photos for free for her big T-shirt line. Like, at least she has something going on. Like, just be real with me. I don't get it because they want us to think that they're, they're so much more elevated, but yet we still have Ariana and Tom who want to go back and bartend at Sir, even though they, they Tom has a bar. Like, why is Ariana at Sir? She has a whole bar two blocks down. That Brett co owns, I mean, that Max co owns. <laughs> <laughs> he is a bar owner. He is a small business Oh, bar. no, I said, okay, hey, you want to go back to my bar. And I meant like the bar I work at, but that's not what you said. So that's not what you meant. Tom Schwartz is like so jealous. He's
1: like wishing he could like go out and tell people he owns a bar, but he's really just like, oh, going yeah, he wasted it all on with-
0: Katie. That's oh. why he used to remind us that he's so happy. But, like, Bubba, aren't you just so happy that we're hanging up our Bubba picture, Bubba, and our Bubba house and we get to be fat together, Bubba, and, you know, be fat Bubbas together and gain weight and eat all our Bubba food? Aren't you just so happy God. that we're married, Bubba? And she's like, hand me the hammer.
1: <laughs> yeah, their relationship makes me forever want to be single. Like, that, that is. Jackson
0: just... Brittany makes me forever. That boudoir shoot, I was like, I do not think about him. It, what is it? Is it mood? Well, I don't want to even make fun of the rest of the country people in the world because I think a lot of southern and country people are fantastic. I just don't of trust Britney's accent for one. Well, I don't her trust plan it. It's gotten deeper and deeper as she moved and to Los Jackson's Angeles, is which is generally one. not. <laughs> yeah. Jackson's like, so My honey made me this DD before she left, my honey. Thanks, What's honey. And he just he just <laughs> loves saying that Britney's on his ass. I think he grew up hearing his dad say that about his wife or something like an actual marriage. And he just loves saying that he like the wife is she, the wife's coming at me. Like the wife's, she's, she's getting on me. Like the wife said I can't have you there. Like I gotta, I gotta listen to the wife. I'm like, you can't continue to make us think that you are a good man. You just can't. Like, I just don't believe you. And the very last thing that I wanted to get into about Bearing upon rules. Is Lala's brother, the rapper, uh, from Utah that came from the basement of her mom's home in Salt Lake City when Lala's been out in LA in actual paid for studios for a solid five plus years? I have thoughts. What are yours?
1: I mean, that hair, like there's nothing more Utah than like a bit a white boy with like a big curly haired afro. Like you are
0: living in your mom's <laughs> basement and you are new to Los Angeles. That you is You are convert. from Salt Lake City. Are like, you are coming out to live your best life in LA. But I mean,
1: hey, it's nice that, yeah, she's letting her brother get in on this music thing. But I mean, I, I love her
0: rekindling with James <laughs> because I love Jameson. I've made no secret of it on my own show. Again, I I just think that I don't even think he's misunderstood. I think he is exactly who he is. And I think he has so much time to grow and change. But the core of him seems good. We could not say the same for Jax, and we still can't. So I just feel like Jax is my win. So I'm glad that they're best friends again because she knows this is how she rolled to the top. You got to go back to
1: your roots. Exactly. And also... James is clearly going through such a hard time. Lisa will not hire him. He probably knows he's kind of being ostracized. He knows he's being ostracized from the group, which means he's not going to be filming with everybody, which means he's not going to be making as much money as he has in the past, which comes with all these implications. And she knows he's trying to not drink. And Lala as someone who is proudly sober and is going through the program and is working really hard, clearly, to get through this kind of bad period in her life she should be stepping up and being a friend to him. Like, that is what a friend does, especially when your friend is clearly suffering. Right. And, you know, I'm glad that she's reaching back out to him, but she also, like, refused to stand up for him in a little bit of a way, like, in any kind of way to... What was it? Anybody. Uh, anybody. It was Stassi and Brittany, and they were... They both have been, like, at the receiving end of it. And, like, when they did the flashback of him being, like, you fucking hillbilly, go back to Kentucky, you fucking hillbilly. Like, that's loaded and so <laughs> rude. So, like, and he called her fat and he, like, all of these things. Like, he's been deplorable. And we all know that. But everybody on this show has been. So the fact Gats that they're treating this.
0: <laughs> with Stassi's best friend. Leave me alone about James's attitude. He slept yeah. with your best friend. You are in his fiance's wedding and he's in yours you have got just everybody can just save it like I will never stick up for what James said but I am so over people thinking that it's just so bad when Jack's literally slept with her best friend and his best friend's girlfriend if that happened to me I would be on somebody's FBI's most wanted what are you talking about James called you fag. You can go on a diet or love your body, Lizzo style, if you wanted to. You cannot get a new best friend and boyfriend that 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 quickly. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, these people, man. I'm just, I'm so happy that they're back on. And I'm even more happy that you get to come on because I feel like you have so much inside stuff sometimes just because you focus on hot topics and stuff on your show. So you get to like see things from a perspective that I always try to see my my on my show see stuff as and I am so happy that you got to come on today this was so hard to get into the works but (laughs) Megan tell everyone where they can find you and listen to you please because I mean you're gonna come on again very very soon when I have like a full hour and a half to like just talk
1: (laughs) well I hope so and this was so great I always appreciate you having me on I love 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 being a guest on people's shows one because I don't recap on my show and two because I you know you've been on my show i'm like a fucking like drill sergeant so like sometimes i don't always have fun when i'm doing i always am having fun but there's like an added pressure when you're hosting your own show so i right. love coming on as a guest. so please always keep inviting me on <laughs> but people can check out my show bravo happy hour on mondays and thursdays it's a news show so we only focus on what's happening in the news and obviously conversations come up about what's happening on the shows too because it's just natural and like how the things you like- would talk about at happy hour <laughs> exactly so come check out the show it's really fun and thanks again for having me on it was so great. of
0: course thank you so much for coming on and guys I'll be right back to talk Jersey in Atlanta alright guys so I'm back and I'm going to talk Jersey in Atlanta and oh what a week it was I am I liked it. I thought, let's see, where do we start? Let's go Housewives of Atlanta. Snakegate is in full force, like fully. The ladies have collectively decided that it is Yovana. Like, okay, so first we get Carnival and they're out in Carnival. I'm still... Larry with the choice of going to Toronto over literally anywhere in the Caribbean, but I get it, Tanya wanted an excuse to bring everybody to Toronto, and what other reason would you go to Toronto other than for work or for Tanya? So I guess that makes sense. But that looks fun until Tanya came down with an entirely different outfit than anybody else. And I mean I would probably do that too, I'm not gonna lie. Leave your friends out to dry. But Candy was definitely feeling a little shady. Like, I, I, I wanted the best outfit. If we could have wore something different, I would have won the best one. Which, no shade. I understand what Candy's saying. Candy deserved it a little bit more than Tanya. Anyway. But, so, we get the ladies that collectively decide it is Yovana. They've already talked to Yovana about this snake gate thing. Yovana has denied it vehemently. Yovana is lying vehemently. And they have all... Fall- Decided that they're going to confront Giovanna about it. They do. It does not go well. I feel strongly that Nini was trying to say she was waiting for Giovanna to reveal herself, but she did not yet know. I don't think that Giovanna already told Candy, Portia, and Kenya that she didn't do it. So she can't reveal herself out to be the same night because then it would have been like, well, why didn't you? tell me this earlier we just asked you away from everybody else which not really because half the group was asking Yovana but Nene I think was waiting for her to say it instead of just outing her and being like well Yovana you want to say something but she did say Yovana please tell these people the truth please tell these people the truth and she didn't tell them the truth so Nene was like I won't out you here in front of everybody else but she'll out her in front of the entire world by telling us in the confessional that it is Yovana Then we have a series, a domino effect, if you will, of fights breaking out left and right, honey, left and right. They all decide to confront Yovana. That leads to Marlo and Cynthia having a fight, which Marlo won. That's just the truth. And I like Marlo. So for many people who are not understanding what a bald-headed scallywag is or why she's using that, that is probably one of the oldest things I've ever heard In any, I don't want to limit it to just black families, but in my black family, I have heard it a million times growing up as a kid. Kids call each other that. I've heard my aunt and my grandmothers call the young woman at the church who comes in there with her skirts a little bit too short in need of a prayer cloth or the little cloth that covers her lap while she sits down but says no to it. That is a bald-headed scallywag. It is in no way really reflecting on if they're bald-headed or not. Usually it's if they're wearing wigs and weaves. You are assuming they have no hair underneath, which I guess Marlo was insinuating Cynthia does not, which is kind of funny because we definitely saw Cynthia take off her wig with Mike Hill at the beginning of the season. And um, there are a few truer words Marlo could have said. I wouldn't call Cynthia bald-headed, but I would say... Marlo is not a liar so on to the next fight we then have Yovana and Portia and Yovana talking about how Portia needs to worry about her man instead of worrying about her I mean facts but also two things can happen at the same time yes it is factual that Portia really needs to be worried about her man especially with this information of him going out to like Waffle House or something with four women in Atlanta I'm currently in Atlanta and I will scour Waffle Houses to find out the truth I will find this out but she needs to watch her man. But Yovana also needs to tell the truth she and shame the devil. That is all she needs to do. Then King and Yovana have a fight. And then King and Nini have a fight. Now that is where we go from Nini just, you know, casually prancing in with her to tease, you know, sitting, not sitting nice, but really spilling out, if you will. We go from her to tease, spilling out to them just, bouncing around as she's yelling and fussing and running after Kenya. Cameraman's running after her because Nene and her titties are on the move. So what better, what better thing to do for the cameraman who one of has already been assaulted by Nene when she was fighting people on her own cast. What is the better thing to do for a cameraman than to follow her into the lion's den and get, be at risk of being fought again. So, Lots of fights. I thought this was a dynamite episode. I think that Atlanta delivers each week. I don't think this was a filler at all. This was one of the quintessential fights because we did not need a recording to set these ladies off because there's so much tension between them because they've all known each other for so long that we had a lot to work with. There was way more ammunition there than was necessary. And now all over recording, we still don't know shit about. The fuse has been lit and fireworks are going off. And I'm here for it. So I I don't know whose side we're on, but I'm I don't know because I don't think Kenya should have inserted herself between her fight with Nene and 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 the conversation with Nene and Cynthia. I think though we've seen Cynthia say a lot of bad things about Nene already on camera, off camera, and blogs and and a lot of things. Oh, speaking of blogs, y'all go listen to B Scott's podcast about whether or not Nene sent everything to the blogs that one time because, oh honey, her camp did, which is why she said she didn't do it, but her camp did. But that's not the point. The point is she acted like sending something to the blogs was so beneath her, but boy, did she send it to the blogs, honey. She most certainly did. So I'm disappointed, but we also knew that about Nene. But that's why I don't know who side I'm on because I think though Nene, um lies to protect herself she does not need to and Kenya is a lot of things she may not be a liar but she's messy as all hell so I don't know which one is better or worse so in that fight Kenya just had nothing to do with it I just think she was trying to protect Cynthia but it seems like whatever the recording says even though there is no recording we know for a fact there's no recording now but whatever it is um whatever it is to be it seems like Cynthia knows how to protect herself I don't think she needs the help so and then we're ending with Kenya alleging to Tanya out of nowhere and this is my problem with Kenya because I want to get behind her so much I like her but she likes to just take shots at people for no reason and out of nowhere you told Cynthia her man was going to propose that night if he hadn't she would have been disappointed you set her up for disappointment and if he had, which gratefully he did, because she told him that she was, she told her that she he was going to, but if, since he had, it kind of ruins the surprise. She says it didn't, but I would not want to know that, but that came out of nowhere and that's your best friend. So obviously you have no problem doing the same thing to Tanya and saying Whoa, really, she didn't say Tanya's name and that's what Candy kept saying to defend her and watch what happens live and she never said Tanya's name, but that's not the point. To bring up to the entire group, you know, would you wanna know if your man cheated on you? And then it's I mean, it was very telling when Tanya said, Well, if he's flirting and getting numbers, that's not cheating and I was like, I mean, it's it's a setup to cheat. It's deceptive and it's inappropriate. So do we need to put the P in the V for it to be a cheat? I don't think so. So in my opinion, Tanya already knows what's good with Paul. But that's all the more reason why Kenya didn't need to say anything. And Kenya definitely brought that girl to... In the next episode, we see Kenya bring that girl, the, the cookie lady, that's what they call her, I believe, to Tanya, whatever they're at, where Tanya is, or to really just inform the group a la Sincerely, at the very beginning, informing the group about Dennis, Kenya brings this cookie lady to inform the group about Paul, which, Tanya's not a full-time housewife, and Paul we barely know, so I'm not invested in this, but it was just messy as hell for Kenya to just tell everybody, oh, uh, out of nowhere, and make it so, seem so mysterious when she knew what she was talking about. Even Cynthia was shocked, and Cynthia's the one with the, who, who needed a snake gate. She's the one was saying all this bad shit about Nene to the point where someone feels they need to record it and can use it to blackmail her to the point of genuine fighting with everybody about it to make sure that it does not get out. So Kenya, I just don't get her mo sometimes and I don't like people who I can't figure out why they're taking shots. If I can't figure out what your motive is behind doing something to someone because there really isn't one, you're just a dangerous ass psychopath. So I, I, Kenya needs to get some help. She Maybe she could see the same three therapists that everybody in all of Atlanta sees Dr. Sherry and Dr. Mike and all of them. None of them ever got better. But, you know, maybe they're all still works in progress. Who am I to judge? That is it on. Oh Jesus, that is it on Atlanta. But boy, was it a lot? The ratings for Atlanta. This is their season high. They made it to two point zero zero eight million. So that's a little over two mil. That's their season high, but they've been doing consistent between the one set ish and 1.9 mils live on a Sunday night, which is kind of great for them. So it'll be great to see when everyone when this spot gets taken up, um, which, by the way, if you did not know, Shaw the Sunset is coming back February the 10th. I, post, I posted it all over my social media but if you did not know, Shazza Sunset is coming back February the 9th. I'm sorry, the 9th, right after Atlanta. It'll be premiering in the UK and overseas on Hey you on the 10th, if that is where you are and that is what you need is some Hey You to watch us. They're coming back the 9th. I'm very happy that it's a Sunday after Atlanta. So that'll be an interesting slot to take. Um, they got a primetime slot, but have, been not, have not been treated primetime. So that's very interesting. And now I will take a little break and move on over to Jersey. All right. So I'm back with Jersey. So what a hot ass mess this episode was. It was just like a lot of some really trashy shit all at once. And I just, but it was, it was decorated real pretty. I liked that. Like, we got Joe and Melissa talking about his sperm count in front of his sons, which is so disappointing and so disgusting. And how he just not, he's just shooting blanks at this point. They said they would like to see 12 million sperm at that, in a healthy range. And he had three, not three mil, I believe. I believe it is only three they said he had, like one, two, three. Um, and. We learned that that is a result of him taking basically some kind of rub on steroid pills for his arms or something like rub on steroid cream. She said that he rubs a a enhancer on his arms, which sounds like a steroid to me. So allegedly, but also it sounds like a steroid to me. Um, He's rubbing it on his arms and now it's killing all his sperm and he's shooting blanks and Melissa. So that bruised his ego on the inside. I just know it. And I'm okay with that because although he's a lovable misogynist, He needs to be put in his place sometimes. I don't agree with it talking about that in front of your kids anyway. And I still don't believe this pregnancy storyline. So I think that's probably why he was shooting blanks anyway. Then we move on to Dolores and Teresa. I like their friendship. I think that Dolores grounds Teresa. And I want their kids to get together. I think they want that more than I do. But I really want that. I think Frank and... What's the girl's name? Gia. They are so cute together. I just think that's going to take time. They're super young. So if they have any point of lasting, they have to just cultivate and nourish that slow and steady wins the race. And that was not meant to be an innuendo, but I liked them getting pedicures together. And Teresa talking about how she would basically want to like hurt Margaret for not inviting her to the mother's day brunch A mother's day brunch that Margaret is throwing on a lot that she's trying to sell because she needs the money, but she's throwing a brunch on the same lot that she's selling to get the money that she needs to pay the lawyers. All right, Marge. That is the epitome of, like, a pay rent party or something like that back in the day because that just makes zero sense to me to throw a party on a lot that you're trying to sell. What if somebody came and bought it that day? What if if it was an escrow, you know, something of, of that nature? What if... A buyer wanted to come. What if the agent wanted to do an open house? Anyways, we find out through Jackie telling Teresa that she would, um, she is they're all having a, a drag Mother's Day brunch at Marge's, and Teresa's the only one not invited, which I find to be rude, even though I know they're not in a good place. This is, Mother's Day is one of those things where you just put things aside. We have, we put things aside with our own moms all the time. So it's fine to, on Mother's Day. She doesn't have a mom. She missed that time with her mom being in prison. She is, oh, Joe is away. She's doing everything herself. And her kids really do not take her side as much as they should for all the things that she's doing for them. It would have been nice to have a little bit of like support and be able to be surrounded by mothers and daughters and that's you know that camaraderie and, and feel that good time I also don't think she would have done anything bad because she's on she's at a mother's day brunch with a bunch of other moms she's not gonna do anything you know something that's reprimandable or anything like that she would have been fine so I just think it was not cool of Marge to just not invite her I'm always gonna be team Marge in a fight between her and Teresa but I just feel like Teresa is going through a lot right now and it would have been on all days as mother's day it would have been nice because joe did fundamentally ruin her mother's day with his bullshit and then the kids took his his side with his bullshit and encouraged his bullshit and i just feel bad for teresa because she's like i just want a little bit of credit for busting my ass for these girls and doing everything and no one's giving it to me so it would have been nice to see her be surrounded by some friendly faces even though they're not that friendly with her and furthermore, it was nice of Jackie to invite Teresa to her Hamptons house because, you know, a mother a Mother's Day thing isn't a regular outing to not invite someone to. And because she would have been fine, I feel like that was still a missed opportunity. But it was nice of Jackie to be like, even though we're not good and we're not having a Mother's Day thing we should all come together. You can come to my Hamptons house. It's big enough where we can spread out and not run into each other in the hallways, which we talk about where Jackie's getting her money, which I want to have that conversation with Jennifer one day because Jennifer seems to be coming from the same questions as I am. And I mean, it's understood that Jackie has a lot of, may have a lot of money and that's arguably one of the richest housewives of them all apparently news to me but it not may not be news to you and but at the same time her parents went away for like money fraud or wiring or something like that like something bad and washing money or something like that so is it good money that bought the house or was this like a a hidden house like where is this money coming from because she is a lawyer and a writer and i know plenty of both that do not have two homes multi-millions and sell their or rent out their summer house for 50 K a month. That is outlandish, but all right now you go, Jackie. Okay. Yeah. You, you go Jackie. Um, lastly, I just, I really enjoy how Jennifer is treating her mom. And I think she handled her mom with kindness and with love talking to her about her brother But also being stern and standing up for him like I'm raising my kids to be close and to accept everyone. And I think you need to do the same thing. And you need to stop trying to hide him and put him back in the closet. I think that is a beautiful thing. And I think her mom is slowly coming around. It's just, it's going to take time. But Jennifer's like, I understand how much time it's going to take. But however, you're going to move this needle on your own time. But you're not going to pretend like it doesn't exist. And I agree with her. She's protecting him. But she also wants to make sure that her kids are shown love and support one day as well. Though me and Jennifer may not believe, may not agree on our political beliefs, I was cool with that. So, good for her. And quick side note before we head out, um I really enjoyed um what was I about to say? Oh well, I don't remember it. So, Overall, I enjoy Jersey. Oh, I do remember it. It, Teresa coming to Jackie's house and in the Hamptons, no less. I don't know why I don't associate Jersey with the Hamptons, even though they're not nearly as far as I guess they should be or would be. But I don't. Maybe I don't associate this group with the Hamptons. They seem a little. I don't know if if Ramona is a little wild for the Hamptons. The Jersey girls surely are. But I liked Teresa. You know, saying, like, thank you, Jackie, for inviting me. Margaret, thank you for not inviting me. Like, (laughs) Teresa just is in her own little world, her own little bubble. But I don't know. I find it to be funny. I I like her a great deal. I like the Jersey cast except for Jackie right now. She's kind of wearing on me. But I want to see where this money thing goes. Because her talking about her mom paying $15,000 to a guy to buy a ring but to tell her no. No. I I don't get it. Like you don't have to pay someone to stay away from your daughter, but that's something you hear about in the movies. But also, why would you give? I I don't know. I don't know. And it's it's strange, but whatever floats your boat, Jackie. So we'll see what happens with those point and what is really going on with Jackie's finances. But overall, I like Teresa sass I think she's acting like season two ish Teresa, and that's my favorite Teresa you know, not up anybody's ass really, but just kind of standing her own ground, but also not being as bitter. I like her being snarky and a little slow, a little slow, but overall good Jersey episode. And that'll conclude my recapping of the week. Sorry guys. I have been so tired with all this, these new medicines and everything that I'm taking for My new diagnosis, which I got so much love and support for on Instagram. And again, I thank everyone for everyone sharing their stories with me about their relationship with Graves' disease and all of the different things that, you know, they've seen be um, associated with it. The memory skipping is like a big, the biggest thing for me. It's the craziest. And on these meds and this getting adjusted to even eating this much in a day because my metabolism is actually running and it usually does it? it's just it's a lot but that being said I still like to get out this content to you guys and I just appreciate you guys bearing with me through the yawns and the skippings and my memory being lost because it is not a fun time but these shows are what keeps me going and hopefully keeps you going too so that being said let's end a little bit with my two minute rundown of um where I try to convince you of shows that you need to be watching through my FOMO segment and do some questions that need answers. We're going to attempt to do under two minutes for both, but I'm not sure how this will go. I usually talk way too much and I rant, but if I get on top of it, I'm just going to get on top of it and y'all need to listen to me and go watch these shows because they're important. That being said, all right, let's start with FOMO first and the show that I am currently trying to get everyone to watch is let's start now. Cheer, Cheer is a docu-series on Netflix that I think everyone will enjoy. It is about um some, these this junior college in Corsicana, Texas, which is basically really backcountry, very small town, very sweet but just small. Old school Southern values, and these kids come from all over the country to come and be cheerleaders for this one coach, this one woman who has coached and won 15 national titles at the junior college level in um, the National Cheer Association's cheer competitions. It's a big deal. These are the ones like oh, that are on ESPN or on TV and all that stuff. And for the junior college division, they have won 15 national titles and five world titles. They are easily the best in the country so these kids she finds these kids scours them out sees them sees potential in them even if they're not always like that amazing and she puts them together and brings them to a place where they can kind of sense a belonging they come from such varied backgrounds some of them have club parents who spent all this money on cheerleading some of them parents have died Jerry is probably the greatest human I've ever seen on TV Ladarius is one of the most rootable characters that you just want to see grow and change and to see their evolution on screen even though it's only six episodes you can do it these kids you want them to succeed in six episodes you will laugh you will cry you will and you will be so invested in their lives it it won't even make sense you will want so much for them and I follow all of them now on Instagram and they're just the sweetest things ever and what they do with their lives afterwards I don't want to give spoil spoilers but you need to go watch cheer on Netflix today run don't walk good heartfelt you will love these people good best docu-series Netflix has ever put out second best competition reality show that I've seen is The Circle it's if you don't get it you don't get it so if you don't like it you don't like it it's a really weird social media game but the social media aspect of becoming an influencer and dming people and following people flirting liking messaging statuses all that but it's only amongst those eight people and then you know people coming in and out once people go away you can be a catfish you they never interact with each other face to face but they're consistently messaging texting all this you know Electronic stuff, they never really leave the house or they're constantly changing outfits to stay on their own couch. So it's weird, but like you will, you might like it. If you like it, you like it. It's cool to get to to the end. You get very invested in those characters as well. Netflix does great character development. I don't know where this, you know, came from, but good for them. And those are my two favorites. But you have to do, if you have to watch anything, watch Cheer. Just watch Cheer. You will not regret it. You will all come and thank me. I promise. And now, questions that need answers. Why does Vanderpump Rules production think that we won't notice things? And how much of this show is now becoming MTV, The Hills, Siesta Key, with the scripting, the refilming. Like, Brands by Bravo on Instagram has, you know, caught two inconsistencies uh, in two different episodes, which we've only had two episodes, where Lala's necklaces change in the same scene in one scene she's wearing three necklaces one talking to Carter at the housewarming party of Tom and Tom and Katie's and then in like six seconds later she's only wearing like one necklace and Ariana and her sit down with LVP asking for a job that she doesn't need back at Sir, which makes zero sense because her boyfriend owns a bar she is Wearing short hair above shoulders and then it's like long, very pressed, non frizzy, straight down back not long, long but like behind the shoulders, which wasn't it, wasn't before. And I just want to know when we've known that they've been doing this for a long time, but also, well, how do they think that we are not going to notice? I mean, I'm gonna put up with it anyway, I'll watch it regardless, but why do they think we're not going to notice? I that's what I, I always gets me, anyways. Um, I do want to tell you guys. The Vanderpump rules ratings, it's low. The second episode was only 1.04 mil live, which is basically what Jersey does in numbers. And that's low. Same with like New Yorkish around that. And then their premiere was only 1.272. It's just not nearly as much as I thought it was because everybody I follow loves Vanderpump rules, which is what happens with social media. It's such a skewed little world of who you follow is what you think is going on and what's important but that's usually not the case um beyond that jersey is doing okay in ratings they're almost about the same to be honest as as normal um I want better for them but it seems like Bravo all around is kind of falling off I mean not like it's going anywhere just they've not done well in ratings and I'm curious as to why. This past week they did 1.138, which is better than this week's Phantom pump rolls, but and better than some of the other ones that they've done but not their highest and they they can do better when Atlanta again is pulling in outstanding numbers. So I just really wonder what's going on and why it's all falling off because even Atlanta, although it's doing the best of every other show on Bravo, they used to get 3.4 to 4 million in viewers back in the day around the Phaedri years and now we don't. So I don't know. Maybe that's another question that needs answers and maybe that's why Bravo thinks we're idiots and that's why people stop watching because they don't want to be called an idiot by production, you know, indirectly, but still it's there. I feel the insult in the screen. That would finally conclude another episode of Mixing with Money. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, please, 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 Rate me five stars if you have not already and give me a lovely little review. Let me know that you're listening and what you like that you do, what you liked or what you liked or what you would like to love more or hear more of. Those were reviews for. I've been getting some fabulous ones and I post them to my Instagram stories. So please go on and do that. Please continue to send me a lot of love, light and positivity and prayers, whatever it is that you fancy about, you know, my health and everything, I just feel I'm going to be just fine, but it is always an adjustment and that's what people do, they adjust, unless you're a Bravo lab, you do not adjust, but I adjust, I'll be great, I'm going to visit my chiropractor and see if I can get any relief off of all the different pains and things that I've been feeling and I had a great episode that I wanted to do where I had a chiropractor come on here and talk about why Marge can <laughs> and review some of the, like, the best fights on Bravo and how, what that basically what those injuries are (laughs) because marge got pulled by her ponytail and this is what gave me the idea and said she had terrible whiplash because she went to the chiropractor and they said they had whiplash and she had to go get adjusted and i just want to hear from a chiropractor's perspective how dangerous it is to be a housewife or a bravo liberty so that's something i'm gonna do in the near future thank you guys so much for listening i cannot wait to connect with you on social media at mixing with Monty m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i And of course, subscribe so you can get this instantly. you don't have to be flooded by all of my posts on social media about my new episodes. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Well, talk with you in your ears. Have a great day. Good weekend. Long weekend. Bye.